Greetings and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this show explores the topics of security, technology, society, and human meaning. Every Monday, there's a news and analysis episode that curates tens of hours of reading into a concise 15-minute summary, as well as regular episodes featuring essays, interviews, and book reviews on these same topics. The goal is to provide a weekly, concise, and curated update on the most interesting things happening in the world, and to explore ideas that give you something to think about and prepare you for what's coming next. Welcome to episode 349. This is Daniel Meisler. Starting off with security news. Uber got all the way hacked, supposedly by an 18-year-old who shared his activities with multiple security researchers. It started by phishing an employee's 2FA code by pretending to be IT, and from there he got VPN access, access to Slack, got into a file share containing scripts with hard-coded creds, AWS, G Suite, vSphere, Duo, One Login, and, well, basically everything, including its HackerOne program, which is its bug bounty program, which had all its previous vulnerability reports in it. As I said on Friday morning, it's easy to poke fun at a big company being owned this bad by a teenager, but the truth is most companies are just as vulnerable. Passwordless FIDO2 won't solve everything, but it can't come fast enough because it will prevent a lot of this stuff. And of course, attackers will just move and try other things, but this is, uh, this is something we need to do. We, we've got to get rid of these tokens that humans can give to other people. And my comment about this on Friday morning was most companies are not Uber this morning as a matter of luck, not skill. This easily could have been 90% of organizations. Don't point and laugh. It could be you next time, and it might be already. CISA and NSA have published a new document titled Open Radio Access Network Security Considerations, which is how they recommend running 5G Open RAN implementations in the safest and securest way possible. The U.S. DHS is spending around $700,000 to investigate radicalization in gaming. They're mostly focused on terrorism and politics, but I'm hoping they can check in on the racism and sexism while they're there. Rockstar Games announced a breach on Twitter. It was basically a leak of GTA 6, pretty extensive, and it's set the team back quite a bit. Pretty disruptive, this one. U-Haul had a data breach involving it unknown number of customer names, driver's license numbers, and license information, like address and date of birth, basically anything that's on the actual license. And almost 50% of proof-of-stake nodes for Ethereum were attributed to just two people recently. Hopefully that will open up soon, but there's no guarantee that it will. We should all watch closely when something designed to be decentralized ends up consolidating into just a few hands. Compass CISO, JJ Aga, on relentless iterations and what he expects from a modern SEM. JJ Aga is the CISO at Compass, the largest real estate brokerage in the U.S., and previously spent over four years as VP of InfoSec at WeWork, along with time as a security engineer at Vimeo and Priceline. On this episode of Detection at Scale, JJ shares how he built his team, when to buy versus build, and what he expects from a modern sim. Listen to the full episode 
at the Detection at Scale podcast. Technology news. Zoom went down last week, giving tens of thousands of users a mini vacation. Unfortunately, it's back up now. Google has canceled half of its R&D projects at Area 120, its internal R&D group. This is part of Google's general push towards waste cutting and getting people back to being productive. Twilio laid off 11% of its staff in a move to become profitable in 2023. That's around 850 people. As we saw so many startups doing this over-aggressive hiring in 2018 and 2020, one question I have is, how much of that lesson will we retain in the next boom? Will companies remember this and hire more slowly next time? Or will we just make the same exact mistake during a boom time and then lay a bunch of people off again? Cloudflare is moving its main reverse proxy tech from Nginx to an in-house Rust-based system called Pingora. They're serving over a trillion requests per day now with better performance and supposedly only using a third of the CPU and memory resources. Human news. The founder of Patagonia has given away the company. He donated the entire thing to a set of trusts so that all future profits from the company will be used for environmental causes. U.S. mortgage rates are now over 6% for the first time since 2008. A bunch of semi-rich people, software engineers and others, are paying upwards of $75,000 to have three to six inches of height added to their legs. They basically break the leg and extend it using traction. Reads a bit like marketing to me, this article, but no doubt this offering will be copied by a lot of people. Japanese researchers have discovered the perfect way to put a baby to sleep. The algorithm is walk with them for around five minutes and then sit and wait with them for another five to eight minutes. And then after that, lay them down. The trick is the second step, which avoids going from walking directly to bed, which will wake them up. So you walk, then you sit, then you put them in bed. A new study has indicated that getting calories earlier in the day is better for weight loss than getting them in the evening, with the hypothesis being that it results in less feelings of hunger and more weight loss. Content ideas and analysis. My mom died on Saturday. My biological mom became unable to function when I was around five due to mental illness which left my dad and me on our own. Sometime after, we were blessed with a strong, beautiful soul named Rhonda. My dad and I were like rescue dogs, and she saved us. She brought so much love into what was a hard, matter-of-fact relationship between my dad and I. She taught him to be kinder with me and with himself, and she spent her whole life helping me to open up about my own internal life which I didn't really like to share with anyone. She also stayed on me about homework and school, and there's zero doubt in my mind that I would not have graduated high school at all if it were not not for her. She had a tremendous talent for listening to people, and I only in the last few years or so realized that my enjoyment of helping others came from her. She was talking about her view 
this must have been six months or a year ago, about helping people and how people are just struggling, which is why they need to talk and why they need assistance. And I was thinking, wow, that's very similar to me. And then sometime later, I was like, hold on. Kids learn things from their parents. I obviously learned this from her. And it really struck me that, I don't know, in my adult life, I didn't realize that she was just still doing that. She was out doing that all the time. And that I had picked it up from her when I was a kid. And people have been coming around randomly after hearing the news, talking about how easy it was to talk to her and how much she helped them. And it's uh, really sweet and beautiful to hear. She died of an aggressive type of cancer that was supposed to take her within weeks or months and that had no chance of remission. But the diagnosis was back in 2020 and the oncologists were able to give us a miraculous extra two years with her. And I am forever thankful to them for that time. She died peacefully in her sleep with my dad sleeping next to her. And I will miss her. Notes. If I owe you anything in the last week or the week to come, going to be only partially responsive. Lots of family stuff going on. Apologies for the delay. A bit of errata. Uh, last week, we pointed to a tweet that said that Emily Metcalf former employee on the Patreon security team, said that she would not trust her data there. This was incorrect. It was Whitley Merrill, the author of the tweet, talking about Emily's LinkedIn post, who said that. It was not Emily who said they wouldn't trust their data there. And very sorry for that error. Discovery. Recon. Request IP rotator a Python library to utilize AWS API Gateway's large IP pool as a proxy to generate pseudo-infinite IPs for web scraping and brute forcing by George Zero. Pen testing, RedEye. RedEye is a GUI tool to share which systems have been compromised within a team. It shows overview information about all systems and also deeper into each target by RedEye. Cloud Security CloudFox. CloudFox helps you gain situational awareness in unfamiliar cloud environments. It's an open source command line tool created to help penetration testers and other offensive security professionals find exploitable attack paths in cloud infrastructure by Bishop Fox. Automation SD. SD organizes your scripts into a clean structure for execution. Mobile Hacking, a basic guide to iOS testing in 2022. Prescriptive guide to testing iOS by BugCrowd. AI Art, Diffusion B. Diffusion B is the easiest way to run stable diffusion locally on your M1 Mac. It comes with a one-click installer, so no dependencies or technical knowledge needed. Got a list here of the security and privacy features in the new iOS 16. And got a quote here from Security Tay, Security Taylor Swift. 
Browser extensions are not a fucking collector's item, you psychos. Stop installing them. You're installing a remote control portal into every page you open. Holy shit. This was then followed by, here's a list of six kinds of needles you can find on the ground and reuse today. It's <laughs> pretty good. A list of strong CICD and SRE blogs. Learn things by writing them out by hand. And got a really cool way to promote people who are looking for a job. The whole blog is actually pretty sick here, but you should check out this link. And the recommendation of the week. Take your parents' current age and subtract it from 76 or so. That's how many years they might have left. Now divide that by how many times in a year you see them. So let's say they're 65 and you see them twice a year. That's around 20 times you'll see them again. 20. It's a small number. And if you only visit once a year, that's 10. Or if they're sick or older, maybe five now. Or maybe less. Now ask yourself two things. How do you want to spend those last visits? And two, do you want to make any changes to your life to increase that number of times that you'll see them? And thanks to Sahil Bloom for this reminder. In the aphorism for the week, grief is the price we pay for love. Grief is the price we pay for love. Queen Elizabeth II. Unsupervised Learning is produced and edited by Daniel Meisler on a U87 AI microphone using Hindenburg. Intro and outro music is by Zombie, with a Y. And to get the text and links from this episode, sign up for the newsletter version of the show at danielmeisler.com slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.